I think everyone needs a coach. I mean, mentorship and guidance have been incredibly crucial in our development as a company. So I thought I'd introduce you to some amazing coaches as part of this special series of Meet My Business. So on today's episode of Meet My Business, I've got Reynard Jobser, um, and this is part of our series on coaching. Tell us a little bit about you and, and what you do. Hey, Ethan, so long story short, I've spent many years in the hospitality industry from washing pots to serving clients to managing and even owning a coffee shop. After that, I got my lucky break and got out of the industry, but always I had this nagging thing to help people, serve people, help people, empower people. And so in 2019, while I was working at my uncle's fireplace business, where I was uh, selling fireplace and rice, I ventured into coaching. I did a Udemy course and I got a book on coaching. And then COVID came around and I, I kind of investigated digital marketing methods and ways of how to promote myself. And I did this course on LinkedIn marketing and kind of figured that was going to be my answer to promote myself as a coach. Then I was approached by someone who said, can you help me with my LinkedIn? And I kind of ventured off in that direction. Instead of pursuing coaching, I pursued a career in LinkedIn marketing and assisting clients with their profiles. But I soon came, but came to the realization, this is in November, December 2021, that I wanted to help people genuinely. And I started looking into coaching again, coaching them on social selling and managing their profiles. And then recently, I completed a program with the Shadow Match Fulfillment Coach. And during that program, one of the things that I said I wanted to do was to do coaching. And I got started with the Shadow Match coaching program, and now I'm offering that as well to clients or to people who want to live fulfilled lives. They need to construct habits that can help them realize their ambitions. And that's the short and, sh- short and sweet version of it all. Do you have a specific story that you can tell of a client that you've helped? Maybe just talk about a problem that a client has had and then how you guys kind of work through that problem. Yo, you know what's interesting when people end up with clients when they come to me or when I sit with clients, I haven't had to work with compromised uh, clients where the eco position was totally compromised and the client was a drop bottom and I had to build them up. So I've been fortunate in the sense that I've been working with clients that just wanted to go to the next level. They are okay, but they know they can do better. And usually when we start off with a fulfillment coaching program, we do a worksheet and we look at their habits. And looking at their habits just opens up already a door for them to understand themselves better. And in many cases, that already just helps them that they realize, oh, this is, explains why I'm doing this or why I get frustrated with that. And there's a couple of tales. I've got the one and it's incredible when we started, she was very anxious. She had this constant anxiety. And as we went through the journey, she grew in her confidence. Now, what's incredible is is we don't have to do major steps or big things that we have to put in place, habits. It can be small, actionable steps. And one of those things that she started doing and that she realized for herself that she wanted to do was just to get up at, at six in the mornings and spend 10 minutes in the morning in silence, meditating, doing some reading and personal studying. And by doing that every day, she 
actually came to make what she called it happiness a habit. And now we're about four months down the line. We started in February, yes, so we're four months down the line. And if you have a conversation with her today, she's able to deal with challenges at work in a much better way. She's more resilient. Her self-confidence has increased. She used to pinch herself on the calls because of the anxiety. That's all gone now. In fact, what's happened at work, she got another big project, whereas in the past she would have been stressed out about it. She knows that she's got this and she's got some rock solid habits in place that gives her security in knowing that she will be fine no matter what comes away. Another client of mine was paid off after 10 years at the age of 60. When she turned 60, she had to finish up. Now, there was kind of this void for her in a couple of months where she was lost. For 10 years, she was in this office doing the same thing day in, day out, the same job. Now, all of a sudden, she was exposed and vulnerable and she didn't know where to go. Now, I'm fortunate to say that through the coaching process, she was able to leave a couple of dead horses behind and uh, leave them behind for good things that no longer served her purpose or her future. And she's also embraced this coaching journey now, and she's also become a shadow match coach in the process. And she's signed up three clients already and helping them with her expertise as a project manager and facilitator and her insights into life to help others build better futures for themselves. So that's what the Shannon Match platform is also designed to do. It gives you as the coach, you're the facilitator, the client provides the context and the content, and you just facilitate the process. And the same for this lady, she's, she's really gone from strength to strength. She's tracking her habits and just, just those small successes gives her confidence that she can achieve greater things. Well, I mean, I can look at my own life I and mean, what it's meant for me. It's as a result of the fulfillment coaching program that I went through that I'm also a lot stronger in many of my habits than I was six months ago. So, yeah, so that's one story. I have another gentleman who just wants to have more fulfilled relationships. And he realized a couple of small things that he had to do to just become, you know, growing his quality of his relationships. One of those I tasks that he identified was just, he just had to pick up a phone and phone one friend and look for places where he can find friends or make friends and new connections. And we had a session on Saturday and uh, his feedback on that is like, it's still early on in the process at phase five, but already he is more confident. He's glad for the structure that it's given him. He's already feeling a lot better than he used to. Uh, and so on. So yes, it can go on. My wife insisted me to coach him. After I first refused, I said, no, 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 this is not going to work. She insisted and I kind of realized this will help me as well to ask questions. And it actually reinforced our relationship in the process. It's done wonders for her and it's also done wonders for our marriage. What I find fascinating about coaching in general, I think a lot of people have a misconception about what coaching can entail. I think a lot of people think it's business entrepreneurship coaching. We're talking about, you know, the science of running a company. And while that is definitely a part of it, from what you're saying and from what I've spoken to other people, it's largely more about mindset shifts that need to take place in conjunction with actual advice, you know, that is really practical. But as you're saying, 
happiness, making that a habit was like the big thing for the person. It wasn't necessarily, let's talk a bit about your finances. It's like this happiness problem is the issue in your life. And if that can get solved, it sets up like the groundwork for all the other work that needs to happen. Absolutely. Yeah, that's phenomenal what happens. You think you're fixing one area of your lives and then before you know it, you start, other things just starts falling in place. And my thing was I wanted to quit taking sugar in my coffee and I stopped taking milk and sugar in my coffee and I went back. But in the process, I also started drinking more water because of the new identity, the mindset that I started cultivating is one of healthier living. And automatically I started doing other activities. I would cut down on my sweets intake. I would um, drink more water. I'm thinking about what I'm consuming in terms of food, eating more fresh veggies and fruits rather than processed foods, uh, going for walks. All of a sudden, those kind of things just became, I became aware of it and automatically started doing those things. So as you say, mindset, one thing can lead to it, definitely leads to another thing. So shadow match, this is a phrase you've used quite a few times, and it seems to be a very specific kind of coaching, brand of coaching. Could you maybe explain for someone who doesn't know it all what shadow match coaching is? Okay, so when Peter de Villiers started shadow match, it was basic to measure people's habits and how do they, uh, are they compatible with the workplace? For example, if you have a, a strong habit of innovation, and you are, you want, you're applying for a job where innovation is not appreciated, but more discipline is required. And if you have a, a soft habit of discipline, then the employee will find him or herself in conflict with the environment. And then that will lead to frustration and actually destructive patterns of behavior. But after a while, they also went further ahead and they designed the performance coaching program. Uh, which is what I present. They also offer career coaching, study method coaching, which goes into helping you identify your habits and then work with those habits that are strong, but also at the same time realizing which habits are soft and passive. That's just, let's say, for example, routine is a necessary or a planned behavior, a soft habit. Now, if you are now need to go and do routine work, the chances of you becoming in conflict with that situation, we have to, you know, you're going to get tired. So then you kind of need to break that routine environment. So the coaching then helps you to tap into your strong habits, use those strong points, and then just be cognizant of the fact when you become tired of something, realize, okay, now I'm being, uh, stretching my soft habit. It can also help you to make your habits stronger. When I started my coaching in December last year, one of my habits was people positive, which ended up a low contextual score. And a couple of things could have explained why, but by the time I was uh, finished after the six months and I did the worksheet again, it became a strong habit. And purely because of small actions that I took in the coaching process that I identified that I want to incorporate into my life, that helped me become more people positive, which is required in the role that I do as a coach and as a business development consultant. So Shadow Match in essence is just a platform that measures your habits. It started out as workplace measuring tools, see who's, are you compatible with the environment? But they soon realized, 
you can also use it as a tool to build habits and help you establish strong habits so that you can overcome the challenges that you are faced with. Whether you suffer from personal injury, psychological injury, or because of life just stacking up against you, this gives you clarity and a tool to help you overcome those challenges in life. So it seems as though there's, it's like quite a structured, as you said, those phases that you work through, worksheets and everything. Do you think that that kind of structure gives people a kind of a sense of comfort as well, that they can start working through a very specific process to get where they need to be? Oh, absolutely. And you know what's incredible? It is so appropriate. Every phase that you go through, doesn't matter where, which stage in life you are, where you are, every phase, like when you, you get mind work that you need to prepare for your next meeting. And even when I went through it, I would be challenged on the mind work that I had to go and do. I just want to make a side note. So although the process is there, it's defined and it's well-structured and, and this I think if we call up Peter, he's, he's got thousands of, thousands and thousands of case studies that he can pull up. So it's been around for a while. It's proven. It's been tested. But what it comes down to is the client has to act. They have to do the work. If they don't implement, they're not going to see the results. So as great as the platform is, people need to implement. And then sometimes people are not ready for it, which is also okay. But those that are ready and do the work, they reap the benefits and they, yes, they reap the benefits of it. Final topic I wanted to discuss before we get to the last portion is just making coaching a habit, talking less, asking more. I'd like to Mm -hmm. dive a little bit deeper into kind of your thinking around coaching and how this mantra, this idea of talking less, asking more has changed the way you think as a coach and, you know, potentially changed your life. My coaching a habit came from a book from Michael Bungay-Stania, who wrote the book titled Coaching Habits. And he coined the phrase, uh, say less, ask more, and change the way you lead forever. And a lot of us, we kind of in the habit of wanting to dish out advice, to jump in and help other people, tell them what they need to do. And not just that we may have the wrong advice or the right advice for the wrong problem, I'm also giving advice from my perspective in what I, in the case, what I would do. So let's say, for example, I have a soft habit of altruism and you, for example, have high altruism, a strong habit of altruism. And I give you advice to deal with the situation. I'll just say, just cut out the person and cut off the relationship. Now that advice will be in contrast to what your habits are and you'll be in conflict. So when I read through the book, I realized this is definitely for me as a coach, I generally need to ask more questions. But beyond asking questions as a coach and not asking leading questions, but asking the client the right questions, by making it a habit, and like I mentioned to you, my wife that I coached earlier, I was kind of forced to listen to her, to ask and listen, and to ask one question at a time, and then to keep quiet and give her an opportunity to respond I have now also incorporated in my discovery meetings with clients. Now, even if when I go on a coffee date with someone that I just met or, you know, asking questions is so much more incredible. For one, if you don't have to think of all the time of good things, clever things to say. And the other thing what it genuinely helps to promote is curiosity 
and helping to understand people. In this day and age, we all, we, we're so bombarded with what people want and their things and their demands. And the one that can take out the time to truly understand someone else, asking them the questions, really it opens up doors. I can just say, for example, in our, in our household, uh, with my wife and her daughter, the relationship there, I start asking my wife questions and she kind of, how she responds. And then she also started asking her daughter questions and how that relationship has just opened up. Because that is the cornerstone of building any relationship is, and Stephen Covey also talks about this in his book of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Seek to understand first, then to be understood. But also when you're coaching for development and you ask people questions, and it's incredible when you ask someone a question and they think about it, you can actually literally see them create new neural pathways that opens up. And with them thinking about it and they come to the conclusion to an answer that works for them, that is incredible. Uh, so not just in coaching people, it's just also in, in our relationships wherever we go, in work, at home, uh, asking more and saying less. It's not only good for the relationship, but it also helps the other person think through the answer for themselves. I can give another example, which is really magical. Usually someone will come to me and say, listen, what must I do here? And then our advice monster will take over and we will jump in and say, this is what you must do. But <laughs> my wife runs a house shop and even at home, this works magic and wonders where I have a couple of ideas, but what do you think you should do? Man, that <laughs> just helps people a lot. They come up with the solutions and they buy into the ideas. And then, yes, of course, maybe they get stuck and then you can give them feedback. But by the time you give them feedback, you've given them the opportunity to think it through and they will be more receptive of your advice. That's also what I found. So, and you get easier buying into their own ideas. <laughs> I must say, I'm taking a lot of this to heart because uh, obviously we've got our podcast mentorship program and part of what my role is, is to mentor people through the process of a podcast, and I know I'm very quick to want to give advice and suggestions and look at this tool, do that, do that. And obviously there's a space for that. But as you said, and as I've seen over the last few weeks, when you ask people questions and then give feedback on that, or, you know, take it from their perspective first, you really get way deeper into it. Like, for example, one of the things we do is we help people figure out their list, their avatar, who's the person that wants to listen to their podcast. And ultimately, we can give a lot of suggestions, but it has to come from them. And maybe what I need to figure out is better probing questions, better questions that can help them uncover these things. Like, for example, Hendrik recently asked someone, describe your best friend. Okay, now describe your avatar like the best friend. Instead of telling them, mm. prescribing a list of things, getting them to really think and bite in, it's, it's fascinating. So I'm definitely going to need to read some of these books, <laughs> specifically the coaching habits, even as a, not necessarily a coach, but just someone who, you know, mentors people. And it's just, I think, going to be really fascinating. And then, of course, we've got a book on our website, uh, bed.media and the mentorship program as well. You can find all the links in the description if you're interested. All right. 
So Reynard, thank you so much for your time. Um, before we wrap up, I just want to find out from you if anybody wants to follow you online, how do they do so? Oh, the best place to do so will be on LinkedIn. So it's Reynard Jobsa, and I'm the only one on LinkedIn. Fortunately, that's there's one of me out there. Uh, even a Google search will will do. And but yes, best is to follow me on LinkedIn. I'm always connected there and open and looking forward to connecting and collaborating. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast but don't really know where to start, go to our website, Baird.media. That's B-A-I-R-D.media. You can find the book, Become a Podmaster, everything you need to know to master the art of podcasting. And you can also sign up to one of our mentorship programs where we help you figure out, develop, and produce your show from start to finish.